Hello and welcome to Chats with Pros, the QKA language podcast where we ask big-time educators to speak about what they have produced and why. We will be interviewing language stars, those people who create the apps, books and games we play in class and for homework, asking them why they created their app book or website, why they thought it was necessary, what you should come away with having used their media, and of course, why learning is important. Our guest today has an extensive career teaching languages for the CAM Trust. He's also one of the best CPD providers I've had the pleasure of seeing, demanding great audience participation, as well as the creator of MFL Music Mania, I am, of course, speaking about Paco Fernandez. Paco, it is a pleasure to have you with us. Welcome. Well, thank you, Will, for having me. And it's great for me to be able to share some ideas with you and all your students as well. Thank you. So, Paco, you're the creator, inventor, guy behind MFL Music Mania. For those of us who don't know what that is, could you just give us a run through of exactly what that is and where it's come from? Yeah, so this was initially a project that I set out to do as part of my research because I completed a program called uh, Lead Practitioner back in 2018. And so there was a huge element of research that, that I had to complete. And so the website was initially conceived as uh, as part of that research project. And eventually what I wanted to do is to combine two of my main passions, which is obviously one of them being language teaching, language learning, and the other one being music. I've been involved in the world of music ever since I was really, really young, playing with my brass band and everything. But it came from from the idea that, uh, you know, in, in languages, mainly when we teach them at schools, we sometimes feel constrained by exams and, and everything revolves around, you know, schemes of work, etc. And we just need to stick to certain vocabulary that we want to teach. So I wanted to move away from that bit and I wanted to try and get uh, my students to be a bit more enthusiastic about language learning. And in order to do that, obviously, my, my idea was to actually show them how to use music to enhance their language learning skills. And so that's initially where the project came from. And of course, I've been developing ideas ever since it started in, in 2018. So uh, I've been adding various different sections to it. So there'll be sections that, you know, will will present students with a set of gap fills um, and so that they can actually test their own listening skills and see how they get on. There'll be other sections where I'm working on memory, how to, how to help students memorize certain concepts. A lot of it is to do with grammar, by the way. So I've also found that students do find it particularly hard to work with grammar. So I've been working a lot with all of those concepts and and, and combining, again, language learning and music. Again, any any talk, any conference and any ideas that I share with other teachers, I I would always be open to, uh, you know, put them up on my website, whether it is a presentation or or also I, I would also share things like Spotify lists with my students so that I can get them to access to certain um, songs that I, I think they can and actually use it lessons to whether it is to practice a particular section of, of, of the grammar that is being covered in my lessons at school or whether it is just for the sake of uh, them you know being exposed to something different so that's where the idea came from actually amazing okay so you mentioned you've always loved music and you mentioned that this has come from the research into a link between music and language learning what evidence is there between the two what links the two i mean there's a lot of research behind the idea of how music can actually enhance language learning 
there's been a lot of work done on that over the last years but my idea wasn't necessarily to sort of repeat and sort of show that there's research being done but to actually try and combine that research with the new technologies and how new technologies are now actually helping us go even further when it comes to actually remembering or learning languages or remembering key concepts grammar etc so the link is pretty obvious but ideally what you want to use music for is to try and infuse to try and motivate students but to add like a factor of authenticity to the learning that takes place beyond the languages classroom because a lot of the research that has been conducted over the years has always shown that through audiovisuals students can actually pick up a language much more easily than than when they come into the actual languages classroom to do their learning. And and you can only make that happen if there's a factor, again, of authenticity that is attached to the language learning process. So when students go into a language learning journey, if you like, it's very good for us as teachers to be able to help them connect uh, some of their actual hobbies with, uh, you know, with their learning that's taking place inside the school so that they can see there's an element of, you know, languages being useful outside of the school sort of context. So the research clearly shows that to try and get students to enjoy languages more we need to try and make them see that there's a connection between you know how you can actually use music outside of school and how that actually connects with language learning and the language learning process that they're involved in but they need to see that factor of what goes beyond the actual classroom so what happens once they leave the school so this is the huge part of the research that I've been involved in it's not so much but yeah you can actually enhance language learning in lessons and that's fantastic but we want to try and push those boundaries we want to try and let our students know that there's so much more that can take place outside the school okay so it's kind of more giving them individual independent skills for finding new ways outside the classroom to examine languages and have that passion for languages that as teachers of language we all share absolutely and sending it back to them fantastic i like that a lot so after using your app what should they understand about their own learning more ways to find out how to learn or is there something else more concrete within it there's the transferability of skills with music that i think is very important to open up their minds for them to be able to access those particular skills that they might be struggling with and i'm talking about the four different skills so reading listening writing and speaking because for students to be able to gain a systematic knowledge of the of the vocab and the grammar and the sound and the spellings and the phonics etc you know music can definitely help us uh, achieve that as teachers but it can also go a, a long way in ensuring that if students were to access that information independently they can definitely learn that a lot of the stuff I've done it's got to do with self-directed learning so this is not so much just students accessing the information on their own for the sake of it but to try and access that information by having been given some guidelines by their teachers and this is where it really really becomes important to actually know exactly where to take our students beyond the languages classroom how can we direct them to the right places so the idea of having all of these apps online is to show students that these are the language learning apps that use music to help you get better at languages but these are also slightly different ways that you can use just by accessing songs in order to be able to improve your languages but how do you use songs and this is the question how because we need to try and direct those students to do what's right outside of school otherwise they'll probably find themselves very very lost so there's a huge element of 
you know, in terms of independent learning, yeah, it's, it's great to be listening to songs, but what are you getting out of those songs? How exactly are you using those songs? This is a huge element, and this is one of the things that I'm mainly trying to get my students to be aware of on my website by sharing these ideas, also by sharing these ideas with other teachers that in, in, in turn can then go to their lessons and share them with their own students. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, Packer, Packer, I've got to ask, yeah. I've got to ask, where did the idea of the dancing grammar that you do, I saw this in a CPD that you did with us, where you play the music and you have certain gestures and steps for different grammar rules. Yeah. Where did that come from? I think it's fantastic. I'm just curious to know where that started. I mean, the grammar aerobics, obviously, coming from uh, grammar and aerobics, which is, <laughs> was my uh, my initial invention, it came from the fact that over the years as a teacher, sometimes we are aware that students learn things in slightly different ways. So we know that sometimes students can learn through visuals or, or they prefer to be listening to things and that way they learn better or simply they learn by reading or writing. But there's the element also of uh, learning by moving, which is what we call kinesthetic skills. So, and, and so my idea there was a huge element of how could I possibly combine different ways in which my students might access the learning that takes place inside the languages classroom to make it as accessible as possible so at that stage when I came out with the grammar aerobics I was working a lot on short-term and long-term memory and what I was finding is that if I was using visuals that would depict an ending for a particular tense could be the present tense or the future or the past tense then by using those pictures instead of just asking my students to memorize those endings, then I was actually achieving much, much more. And I was getting so much more out of my students too. And what I decided was to come up with a lot of images that, again, would, would reflect what these endings are like in Spanish. So, for example, in the preterite tense in Spanish, the past tense in Spanish, since things are silly as using the Swedish band ABBA, which not a lot of the children would be familiar with, but uh, their parents might be. So just by using that ending, the ABBA ending, then I was hoping to ensure that students will recognize that ending automatically and, and they would be able to link that with a Swedish band as opposed to just learning it in isolation and, and this is where I'm coming from and learning things in isolation learning endings grammar endings in isolation it's definitely a recipe for a disaster for a lot of our students and, and obviously aware that some students are quite good at grammar and understanding the ins and outs of it but a lot of students are not at all confident and so, so this was an idea that came from the fact that I wanted to combine some sort of like visuals that would then connect with students' memories to try and retrieve that information from their long-term memory. But also there was an element of, well, actually, if you want to be saying something in the present tense or now you're going to stand still and you're going to be pretending that you're doing some aerobics and, and, and then you're going to be taking a step forward if you're in the future. So there was a combination of different tenses that would appear on the board and then students would have to move accordingly. So that's ideally what I wanted to achieve from that is just to combine different ways in which students can actually access their learning and this was visual this was auditory but it was also kinesthetic so that's three different ways of learning that I was hoping to share with my students so if one found the auditory side of things really hard at least by moving that might help them remember what I wanted them to remember 
Well, and obviously comedy as well, because I have to say, I was I was looking through some of your resources the other day, and some of the endings, the pictures for the endings are just brilliant. Like you say, ABBA or ICE for ICE. They add just an element of humour to grammar learning, especially because it crosses the language barrier. So the ending is in Spanish. Some of the sounds are in English, so it kind of links it in the students' minds to both languages. And I thought, I was looking through thinking, this is absolutely fantastic. It's such a clever, witty way of doing it. This goes back to some research that research that was done in 1980 so it was literally a guy called Michael Grunberg that came up with this idea that was linking what you're thinking with something that that is actually an imagery that you're creating mentally in your head and then hopefully that'll help you access that information way more easily so it's definitely not me the, the one that has invented or come up with that there's been a lot of work being done in the past but I certainly took it and adapted it to my to my own needs and my students needs I suppose that's what we all do Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so Paco, my next question links back to something you were saying a little bit earlier about giving students back their independence in in language learning. In this time of home learning, what would your best tip for language learners or indeed learners of any topic be and why? We were talking about this just earlier when I said that I think the main, the key element, it's just fundamental for students to find ways to link, to associate the things that they actually enjoy doing with their learning. And now more than ever, if you're talking about languages, I mean, students can be at home. They could be watching series, of course. They could be listening to music. They could be accessing those series and those songs. They could be easily accessing those in a foreign language because we now have the means it's just a click away honestly you just go on an app and then click and find the song that you want to listen to and this is what I would encourage students to do the most is, is to try and sort of find the things that they really enjoy in life and, and give them a bit of a twist so that there's some sort of learning that is associated to that interest to that hobby and in this particular case because we're talking a lot about songs there's a couple of apps of course that, that you can you can use to learn which are actively designed to help you learn languages such as you know lyrics gaps lyrics training there's also lyrica as well which is currently being developed it's honestly getting so much better now but you also get things such as genius or music x match which are simply add-ons to spotify which allow you to see in real time the song lyrics as they're being sung and it could be the simplest of things but by getting started simply on like listening to a song in a foreign language and filtering maybe the different style of music that you like and listening to that style of music in a slightly different language and this case could be Spanish, German, French, whatever it is that you're doing. And just by simply checking the lyrics of that song, it's already going a long way in ensuring that, you know, you're recognizing patterns that you are developing some listening skills that even you're picking up some new grammar, you're picking up some new vocab. And that could be the simplest of things and the silliest of things, but, you know, it would definitely go a long way in ensuring that, that those students are definitely find languages a bit easier. So that's what we all want to encourage our students to do. I wouldn't go as far as, you know, say, you need to go actively like learning Spanish at home by using music-based language learning apps. But you can certainly start off by listening to some music, accessing the lyrics live, potentially, which is what makes it better when you can actually associate what's, what's being sung. So, of course, you're, you're already making a connection between speaking and listening skills. And, and just by recognizing those patterns, those phonics, you're definitely getting quite a lot out of that song. No matter if you perceive that it's not the case, but you certainly what we call passive skills. So whilst you might not necessarily feel like you're doing much learning, just by literally tuning into a song and taking the lyrics in real time, it is a fantastic way to get started. 
And who doesn't like music? I have to say, this is one of the ways that I learned languages. This is why MFL Music Mania resonates so much with me, is that one of the best ways that I learned languages growing up was listening to lots of lovely old music. Things like Edith Piaf and all of those kind of classic old French sounds and, and loving them so much and you know wanting to know what they said and wanting to know what was going on in the song because there was so much emotion to link to. And I completely understand. Now, my next question, I guess, is a bit of a tricky one. What, if any, is your biggest gripe, your biggest issue, I guess, with the way that languages are taught currently? And if it were up to you, what would you do about this to combat the issue? Yeah, it's a sort of slightly sort of mentioned earlier that as teachers, I think something that we can all <laughs> we can all identify ourselves with is the fact that we feel really constrained and bound by what the exam boards are telling us to teach sometimes. I feel there's a huge element in what we do in our teaching, which is great, but we are feeling like everything revolves around, you know, getting your grade for that particular exam at the end of your GCSEs or at the end of your A-levels. So at the core of my project, you know, lies the idea that raising awareness about musical means on the internet as a way of promoting second language learning will certainly increase students' engagement and, and motivation in the subject in the long term. So that's one of my main frustrations. Can we potentially increase somehow the frequency in which authentic resources are being part or are are being embedded if you like into our schemes of work into the things that we teach by setting out clear guidelines for our students but also by ensuring that we are actively somehow monitoring what our students do outside of schools in some way by self-directing their learning i feel and now more than ever we can feel it in the current circumstances given everything that's happened how a lot of students find find it super, super hard to be independent at home because they maybe haven't got the means, they haven't got the clear guidelines that they needed to have been given by their teachers as to how to complete certain pieces of work. And I think we need to try and train our students to become more independent, but that can only happen if we can somehow maybe relax the attitude towards everything revolving around exams and everything, exams being the only thing that matters. I know a lot of schools are trying to work with staff, trying to make them see that, yet yeah, you know, exams matter at the end of the day because it's what they need to be able to access a job but we need to try and make learning authentic and we need to try and make it as enjoyable as possible so that the student can actually go home and feel like they want to do some language learning um, and at times I feel like we don't do enough of that because we don't have enough time. Absolutely this is actually a, a concept that several people have asked that question to have come up with is you know we would love to do more yeah but it's it's under such huge time constraints. It is, yeah. Yeah. It's a difficult one to manage. And I think actually this is something that's going to really come to light over this time of home learning is the time management of classes and, and the independence of students. I think they're going to have to become more independent. And, and I've certainly seen it with my students already. Yeah. You know, the first week where we were in lockdown, I had students constantly emailing me, I don't know how to do this. I can't do this. So how do, where do I do this? What do I do for this? And that kind of dried up after week three. They were all starting to become far more independent. The, the work that I was setting was getting done far more yeah. across the board um, and to a higher standard. And, and it was just that kind of thing of them going, well, I might be at home, but this is not a holiday. Yeah. This is still learning time and I miss being at school. And I think actually what a lot of people are realizing now is that um, 
whilst they're not at school they miss they miss being at school and it provides that comfort and safety for them so absolutely i think the silver lining of all of this really is probably going to be that our students and that us as teachers become a lot more independent in the way that we uh, run everything and that we, that we do our work i think it'll be oddly exciting to see the outcome even though it's quite a negative situation so my next point i guess um you actually you kind of answered my next question which was what would you like to see more of in language learning so i, th- I think we've kind of answered that yeah i, w- I was just going to say that i'm going to be involved even more over the next months because I- i'm actually starting a phd project which is based on all of these ideas so i'm very excited about it so there's going to be a lot more happening on my website and i'm just hoping that this will raise even more awareness and it will take the issue you know that we are all struggling with of you know subject theme based units vocabulary lists about things that you might not ever want to use in a real language situation so things like these that we really struggle as teachers but I'm, I'm really hoping we can eventually move away from all that you're answering my questions before i get to them that was going to be my next question was what have you got in the pipeline so you've got your phd anything more for the viewers that they can look forward to coming out from yeah yeah, so basically my PhD is titled Monitoring Second Language Learning Out of School Exposure Through Online Music Streaming Services and Music-Based Language Learning Apps. So I'm definitely going to be touching upon a lot of these ideas, but I'm going to be expanding on many of those ideas. I also hope that I'll create and generate a lot of a lot of discussion over the next years. For students, there's a lot of stuff out there like on the internet that you guys can access to be able to improve your language learning skills. And if somehow you feel like music could be one of these things that might help you then by all means do try and give it a go because it's just a fantastic way to learn and you could actually be getting to know some new bands that you get into that you might eventually want to go and see in life and this is what happens with music you just you just never know when you're going to find out about a new band that you're going to be very very excited about and it's through these songs it might not seem necessarily seem like you're actually learning much from listening to those songs in a third language but you're definitely picking up whether you doing it passively or, or actively in this case most times it'd be passive skills but you're picking up without realizing so many new skills and so many new ways of learning languages and, and so i would encourage everyone to to be able to access sons and, and, and to try and give this way of learning a go because it's certainly it's certainly really really useful i couldn't agree more well packer um my last thing have you got any questions for me i guess <laughs> And if not, that's absolutely fine. I was wondering, how will I be able to access? Because obviously, some of the podcasts that you've already done, they sound absolutely amazing with people like Jordan, and you get many other authors that um, you've been able to be in touch with. And I was wondering, is this going to be published? Are you going to make it available via your website at your school? Or how is this going to be published? Absolutely. So we are actually, the previous podcast and this one, when it comes out, will be available both now on SoundCloud, which is the Queen Catherine Languages SoundCloud page. It's QK Languages. Through Spotify, if you go to Spotify and type in Chats with Pros, it'll come up as a podcast on there. And just as of yesterday evening, through iTunes podcasts. So we are now available on iTunes as well. We're trying to make it more available through various different sites, but keep an eye on the QK Languages Twitter, keep an eye on the QK Languages YouTube channel, because all of these things are linked up and there will be further information. But yes, like I say, you can currently access it through Spotify just by typing in chats with pros. It's the little icon that looks a bit like a coffee cup with people speaking, because that's the idea. And 
we're trying to get it out there as, as much as possible. So if you mm. are listening and you enjoy it, subscribe and send it to as many friends of yours as you can. It's a bit of a strange feeling for me at the moment. I'm I feel a little bit like I'm kind of just this backwater teacher from from Peterborough. And I sent a tweet out yesterday about uh, the upcoming Jan Franco interview and a thousand people had seen it in minutes. And I, I just wow. thought, you know, normally I post something on Facebook and maybe six people see it it's incredible so we are getting out there um it's good news but yes so this will be available on as many platforms as possible but yeah definitely soundcloud spotify and itunes for the moment yeah i do, I do enjoy that you're obviously making it as accessible as possible for the students to be able to tune into it because a lot of these podcasts sometimes you know we, we just as teachers it's going to be the only members of the public accessing this information but then you get you know if you can get your students to, to tune into this and, and find out and rediscover their love for language learning then fantastic but you know keep up the good work i'm very much looking forward to hearing just tuning into the next uh, podcast that you're going to be releasing very soon yes absolutely it's on its way it's in, in fact I'm, I'm recording another one this afternoon so it'll be three and four straight one after the other so um wow but yes paco it's been an absolute honor having you on real pleasure um and i really enjoyed having this chat um fascinating and and good fun so uh, thank you so much for coming on i really do appreciate it oh my pleasure thank you for having me Thank you for listening to our interview with Paco Fernandez today. If you're an educator and you want to be on the show or suggest questions or host for future shows, please do get in touch on Twitter with at QKA Languages or by email at QKA Languages at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening.